The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. And joining us now, um, you, we have a couple calls, but you have to hold on because... Uh, we're getting into our interview this morning. Joining us now, she's been with us before. I spoke to her, I think, when we had a, a forum with a couple people speaking about issues related to the media, journalists and that kind of thing. She joins us here this morning. You see on our sister station, CNC3, multimedia journalist. So, Yuni Gray, good morning to you. Morning, and Sandesh. welcome and back to, to the show. It's nice to have you with us here <laughs> yeah, this morning. The last time I was on the show was um, for World Press Freedom. Yes. The, in, that was in May. And we had a whole set of people. There was people. a lot of people. And it, we also had um, a guest from Jamaica. Yeah, we did. We did. It was <laughs> a really... Nice. And I think we had one from Guyana as well. As, as Yes, we did. Did we? Yeah, we did. A gentleman yes, out of Guyana. Yes, 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 yes. So yes. it was a regional perspective. It was a regional perspective, which is so much needed. You know, Bless you. <laughs> Today is just one of those days. Sahara. It's terrible. I mean, I suck empowerment. Like, my life depends on it this morning. Like, and especially when you have to read news, it's tough. But the the job, the show goes on. It, it can does. Do. Yeah, we do. And that's why we're here. That's why you're here this morning. And then our little look back at some of the things that transpired this year. We had a, uh, a feature that ran for almost the entire year. Mm-hmm. Our country, our culture. Mm. It started for Carnival, mm-hmm. focusing on Carnival, mm-hmm. and then we saw the value in it. Yeah. And I had said that there are so many things that make up who we are yes. when it comes culturally. Yes. That we could talk about this thing for the entire year, and we practically did. Every Friday, Very we good. would have dedicated the Friday show to the Our Country, Our Culture feature. And we spoke about almost anything you could think about. Mm-hmm. It went from... It went from Calypso and, and Soka and Pan and Mass. And then we spoke about the Chutney Fraternity. We yeah. spoke about um, other forms of entertainment. We spoke about uh, Jose. Anything mm-hmm. that you could think about, we spoke about. Yeah. And we're here this morning. You're here this morning to speak to us about some of what happened when we look back at the year in culture. Well, I think, let me just say, I've always argued that Trinidad needs more expansive cultural reporting um, because of how vibrant we are as a society and a culture. And what we do, unfortunately, is if you're lucky, you get reporters or a reporter who can at least let you know what is happening, how it's happening, and where it's happening. As a features piece. As a features piece. But mm-hmm. it, right? But and that's important. I think you absolutely need that. I think we need more of that. What we also need on top of that is more reporting that explains how we got to this and how we are managing our cultural expression. So if there are issues with, you know, certain cultural organizations, does the government have a cultural development program or policy? Um, All of those things need to be addressed, how certain cultural bodies are being managed um, and also history. Because we we get very sensitive in Trinidad in terms of our traditions and customs as though they will disappear. Mm -hmm. And that's a very valid fear, I think, because a lot of us partake, but we don't necessarily know that this is not just an arbitrary thing. This is a thing that has culture and, and customs and behaviors that are hundreds or thousands of years old there's a reason why we do what we do when we do it Mm. and we don't fully always know it we know it organically but we don't know it um in a real conscious way and i think that's a a problem well i 
I hear you, and mm-hmm. I agree with you 100%. And one of the things that I lament on the program is that we do not teach our our people to be patriotic by telling yes. them who they are. Yes. And, and, and that's a real pitfall because yeah. I remember having a discussion for Labor Day mm-hmm. many years ago, a couple of years you. ago. And I, was, I can't remember if it was Watson Duke or who I was talking mm-hmm. to. And one of the things that I brought up in the discussion is that you are the av- ask the average individual child today, mm-hmm. go across by Nallis right there, and these secondary school, who's who's Buzz Butler? Right. What was his role in this country's development? Correct. They don't know. Yeah. And that's because they're not being taught. Yeah. There are very few of them who would well, ask a question about well, why is this highway named the way it is, and and that that has happened for such a long period of time mm-hmm. that we've moved we, we've moved further and further away from who we are. Yeah, if you have elders in your family and you talk to them about certain things, it's funny the perspectives and what is common information to them is not necessarily common information to you. So like um, Christmas Day, I was liming with my uncles, right, right, my mom's brothers, and they were talking about if they remember their first fat experience. And my uncle was like, well, I'm old enough to remember when fetting actually started and as far as he's concerned fetting and soccer came on at the same time right so when you when pan stopped being the dominant music of the carnival that is when you started to get soccer songs playing in parties and djs and stuff like that and he's like this is as early as 62 um maybe not 62 but you know mm. But, but you know, for him, that memory is a very real thing. And when you think about fetting in Trinidad, the way fetting was in the 80s and the 70s is not how it is now. Um, but but my, my real point is, as generations disappear, information that used to be common is no longer common. And yeah. that's a bit of a problem. It is. Um, because I think the one of the advantages of, of Jamaican-ness is they have created a cultural narrative for who they are and what they are. And it's based on their belief that their cultural expressions have power. Trinidad is, as far as I'm concerned, the most vibrant country in the world. Our public holidays, our customs, our food reflect that. But we are not as versed in our cultural capital. We don't know um, how to share and spend it in the way that we ought to. I mean, I've said this on the program before. <laughs> I, I think that one of the reasons is because there are elements that benefit from us being as divided as Correct. as we are. Correct. Um, Correct. And those are political in nature. Some, some other. That has allowed, or, or rather that has prevented the synergy that needs to take place. Correct. I, I like looking at some of these travel vlogs mm-hmm. because it takes me to places that I might never see in my life. Yes. Uh, and in a way that, is really interesting. One of the things there's there's and I speak about this group all the time, it's called One Trip Vietnam. And one of the things they do all the time is they they highlight the simplicity of of their culture and, and how the, the tourism is driven by that. Mm-hmm. You have an entire new breed of tourists who yeah, yeah, get the sun and see and came into a nice hotel and I go eat in the hotel and stay there and bathe in the pool and that kind of thing, right? <laughs> but you have now an entire sector yes. that is that is looking for experience. They want to experience culture. Culinary tourism is a big deal. 
and 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 we don't seem to want to harness those things here at home and and for me this is a big pet peeve eh? because i well, think well you just triggered me <laughs> no because i think we have so much potential that we're not tapping into well, so no disrespect to Barbados, right? Barbados had a food and rum festival and they are um, positioning themselves as the culinary capital of the Caribbean. Um, and I spoke to on, on the morning on the morning brew every Wednesday. I have a segment called Caribbean Connections right. because, the, uh, you know, another one of my pet peeves is that we don't know what's happening around the region. And they would she was talking about their food and rum festival and how important and, and how vibrant their food culture is. And I think again, no disrespect to Barbados, but that is a title that is a missed opportunity for Trinidad and Tobago. It is. Because our food culture, even if you were just to limit it to our street food, is unmatched. I remember being a student in Jamaica a hundred million years ago and right. a colleague stopping me. And we are just talking about her husband is in Trinidad messaging her saying, baby, I had roti, baby, I had doubles, baby, I had pilori, baby, I had this, baby, I had that, baby, I had the next. I'm like, so because you hungry, I must be here in Jamaica <laughs> serving too. You know, um, Trinidad has a lot of missed opportunities. We have a, list, a lot of missed opportunities with just the range and variety of festivals. Um, one of the things that I really, I have a list of things that we do that I really want to attend. Mm. Um, one of them is the Husay March um, that is the, done in remembrance of the Husay riots that happened, mm. I believe, in 1888. That's around actually... October. I actually used to play Tassa in my much younger years. I think um, it's brilliant that you used to play Tassa. Yeah, I, I did actually for Hussein and it was with the Golam Hussein Yard, the largest yes. one that they yes. have. And it is quite an experience. It is. It, it and, is. and you know what's so sad? It's so sad that you have this thing that takes place every single year. Every. And we have not tapped into the potential as a tourist attraction. Not even, do you have people in this country yes. who live their whole lives and have never witnessed a Jose? Yes. Witness a Ramlila, witness a Jose, all of those things. Uh, you know, um, go and take part in, you know, just, just Be, going and, and visit, visiting the lights. Now, uh, I'm of uh, two minds of the tourism thing. One of the things I really, really like about Trinidad, and one of the things I hope our tourism department understands is because tourism is not a major or is not our dominant economic earner, we get to keep our cultural practices as pure, quote-unquote, as possible because they're, by and large, not encumbered by, I'm going to say contamin contamination, but it's not the right word. Um, by the influences. I, 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 not the influences, but by this desire to make it attractive to tourists. I think what I want for Caribbean tourism, and I think Trinidad and Tobago can lead in that, is do the thing properly. Do it authentically. Don't feel that you need to water it down to make it more attractive to people from outside. Because I think what the influencer um, tourism is teaching us is that people want real experiences and we can provide very real, very tangible, sometimes in their messiness, experiences. But and that is what and what I what I want is better support for cultural communities and cultural artists to do the work that they're supposed to do properly. Um, possibly better promotion 
of said activities, but not this complete desire to whitewash or dilute the thing. Yeah. And I think promotion is really important because you remember they had um it's kind of it's it's Christmas. So we had the Parang festival up in Parman. There's one in Lupino. I think these things are known by communities and I think there's a sort of purity in that. I wish more Trinidadians knew how to access um, those things, especially if it's not from your particular community. Well, that speaks to our lack of promotion of domestic tourism. Correct. And, 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 and domestic tourism, I think, is what we ought to be anchoring things in. So you make your people your cultural ambassadors. But we don't value it. Correct. And and <laughs> I, as I said, you know, this this series that we had, it, we, we went all over the place. Yeah. I spoke to Raymond Chukong. And I spoke to Rubaderi Victor, and and they were both very not Raymond Chukong, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry about that. But may he but, rest. <laughs> yeah, but yes, may, but we spoke to persons from the theater industry. Yes, um, yes. And and they were all so upset mm-hmm. that there was not more support. Yeah. For what was going on, and 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 Rubaderi went into great detail as to how bad the thing is. Yeah. Um. And and it highlights very much how we don't appreciate the thing. I was speaking to to someone about Jose. Yeah. And they clueless as to what it is goes on. For for, for this, it's 10, I think it's 13 days, exactly. Because you have the 10 days before, then you have the actual three days of parade and the day Jose that goes to Queen's Royal College and they they perform and they bury the two moons then. It's so much that happens. I had a colleague dancing the moon in St. James this year and I was like, look at Liam dancing the moon. Yeah, and you know... It's lovely. For, for for the spectator, yeah, it's one thing, but for yeah. the people who are involved, that's it. It's it's a total different experience. They are passionate. I mean, mm-hmm. I saw big big man as we say cry mm-hmm. when they had to um, destroy the Taj and take them to the ocean and wherever else they had to do it, whatever else mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Diwali Nagar is another classic example of how, yes. how we've not harnessed because Correct. I I think this year and they do amazing work. I think Nagar. this year there was. Uh, a tourist element where it was packaged mm-hmm. um, an entire an entire package your airfare your accommodation okay. um, bringing you to the Nagar every single night and all these things I, I'm subject to correction but I think that happened this year it's, it's something that they've been talking about for a long period of time mm-hmm. but if we do more of it you know we'll be much better off because it it uh, affords there's people there's always something going on in Trinidad you know, always and, that is the, and, that, and that's why a few years ago, the Caribbean Tourism Organization was um, talking about the year festivals. And I'm like, you know, that is life in Trinidad. Every month, separate and apart from public holidays, uh-huh. there are always festivals going on. And they're so disparate and so different that it literally ticks every box. Because we haven't even mentioned things like Blue Food Festival in Tobago mm. and, and what, um, um, you know, all, all, all those things that happen throughout the country it's 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 something that needs a lot more attention especially i again i'm always an advocate for this for the domestic tourist market because you want us to be fully aware and know this is part of your cultural expression and that there are multiple trinidads and tobago and we should have access or awareness of all these different parts of trinidad and tobago you know, it, 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 this thing about the culinary tourism it really gets to me and Listen, because I, with I, our eyes closer, yeah. not even trying. You don't have to tell them, guys, we bring in people. No, no just authentically, just land. But land you know, there is a movement that is outside of the agencies mm-hmm. 
that is promoting this. Yeah. Um, because you, you have... You mean the influencers? Yes. Yeah, and yeah, what yeah. they do now is... Uh, th- there's one, I can't remember his name. We spoke to him on, on the program and he has designed an entire tour. Zach. I, yes, Zach. For details with Zach. Yes. yes. And, no, and, Zach is lovely. Those Toko tours, and I'm so annoyed that I work on weekends because people, I definitely want to join People want to go on... Because, yes. And it, it highlights how so many things take place. Like a simple thing like dashing punch. Yeah. That's a big deal in Tobago. I had it for the very first time in my life in 2019 when I went across there to work. Mm-hmm. And the people, the, the guy who was there buying food and everything else, so uh, he said, where are you from? I said, well, I've come across to work to cover the event and every kind of thing. And he said, I saw me here for you. They're going to like this. I said, well, what's that? He said, dashing punch. I said, I said, the only thing I thought you could do with dashing is boil and fry or make Thank some you. kind of thing with it. But it was amazing. And there's a guy in Shagonas who does an amazing job with punches. I went there recently and just stopped and I say, hey man, where you have? And he had a list of very, very creative things. Yeah. Dashing and sweet potato and seamoss. Because people are being really, really innovative with their culinary expression because it is an art. And it's not an art that's limited to expensive or fancy restaurants. No, it you know isn't. this in Trinidad. There are people who are very passionate about their their creative expressions in the kitchen, <laughs> and they share it in at all levels of the food chain, which I'm very happy about. I love that um, you're seeing more people showing off their their um, crops in the garden and the different things that they're growing because that also translates into people having experimentation in their various kitchens, whether it's casually, whether it's professionally. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to Bego, um to celebrate the new year and I have a friend who's coming down and she's very interested in um, the history of Tobago and some of the big riots that they had there around in Argyle. And I'm grateful for the experience because every time I go to Tobago, I try to experience something, even if it's just a beach that I've never been to mm-hmm. um, or part of the history because Trinidad has a lot of, Trinidad and Tobago has a lot of living history and we're very casual about it. And they're in places where you have to pay attention and look and then all of a sudden you look at it with a more informed eye. That's and 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 again, um, that's why I I <laughs> wish there was more scope for a variety of cultural reporting because we really just need to unpack and outside. It's not just enough to see. This should be taught in schools. Mm-hmm. It really it is in fact the work of journalists and members of the public and cultural practitioners to to archive and share fortunately we have um the university of trinidad and tobago has you know cultural studies programs where a lot of our practitioners marshall montano is not performing this year because oh he's doing his ma you know um but you see his excitement on his instagram account where the things he who has more than 40 years in the business you know and was a child prodigy in the the space and also one who did very well academically so he you know that he's very aware and conscious is excited about the things that he's learning as though you know it's your first time but maybe that has to do with you can be a practitioner especially in trinidad and not know the history of a thing the way that you ought to you know ue also has you know um the DCFA um, and and those cultural studies programs and PhDs and whatever. So we do have people doing the archiving. I do think we 
have to get better at sharing the information so that it's not just in silos. It has to be democratized. One of, that's what I'm hoping for. One of the the hurdles is mm-hmm. is is support. Yeah. Because I, I remember speaking to a gentleman who is very much involved in local production, and he lamented that sponsorship is is like is it's difficult to come by, especially yeah. for local things. Because corporate Trinidad and Tobago does not necessarily see the value outside of Carnival and many things. Why do you think that is? It's because I, if I were to offer an explanation, it's because of how we've marketed everything around Carnival. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and state agencies do it, corporate Trinidad and Tobago does it, and, and, and we continue to think that there is, there is all of this to be made at Carnival and no other time. Mm-hmm. But as we've had in the discussion already, mm-hmm. So much more exists, and yeah. are we talking about culture? Um, but and are we talking about cultural tourism and, and culinary tourism and everything else? Mm-hmm. Ecotourism is something we have here oh, yeah. that can rival the best. I remember oh, easily again I, with his eyes closed. Yeah, I had gone to a training camp in Antigua many, many, many years ago. Mm. Young in the business and that kind of thing. <laughs> um, Julius Gittens, if you know the name, I know Julius. Everybody knows Julius. <laughs> Julius was there. If Julius sees me anywhere outside, he'll ask me this is the third time I left the country oh, because the two times I saw him was the first and second time that I traveled. Okay. And um, we went on 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 a on a, a an event in Antigua where the assignment was you walk in through the bush, mm-hmm. as we say, mm-hmm. and you document the process. Yeah. Now, oh, the, interesting. The, it, 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 it started off interesting, but after about the third, fourth hour, it got really, really to you. But I didn't see so much as a lizard. I mean, no disrespect to Antigua. Mm-hmm. I ain't hear a bird up to now. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a lizard or a snake, nothing. The only thing I see, and we walk from 8 o'clock that morning to 4 o'clock the afternoon. Excuse then people make me climb. Eh? But anyway... <laughs> And this body had built for that kind of thing back then. But it, it hi- the only thing I saw was four goats, and that was a man who had them in the bush. But it hi- no, for real, it highlighted to me how much potential we have. We have white bats in Trinidad, you know, yeah. in a cave in central Trinidad. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, a not, that's not something many people know. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time, well, I used to anyway, fishing and this mm-hmm. and that and the next and the other. So I know yeah. what we have. Yeah. And I couldn't help but say to myself, Ecotourism is the go now. You have tourists who want to come and go in the bush and get muddy and all of that kind of thing. They want to see a little bird, a, a little caiman, a snake, or whatever else. We're lucky because we have Trinidad and Tobago. Tobago. But, you know, the easiest thing is to say, you know, go Tobago for ecotourism. But one of the best things, projects I ever did as a reporter years ago was at Acerite, right. where they were teaching people how to trap hunting, hummingbirds and, and tag them for science. So I learned about mist nets and that you have to check, check them every 30 minutes because hummingbirds should not be left immobile for too long because right. it affects their, their body because they need to have a very metabolism. high metabolism, mm-hmm. you know. But I learned about you need to have buffer zones. So the buffer zones around Acerite basically don't exist because there's mining right by the protected area. Separate and apart from um, all the, it's a fantastic spot for bird watching and research. They do a lot of um, salmon studies there. Is it salmon or guppies? I can't remember. But fish studies there because you can do, you can look at the evolution of these different um fish species right there in Acerite. And then and that's and that's just talking about the, the fauna 
but the floor is also very there's a, a wide variety and you stand up in the bush i think there's something called um not na natural bath you know, just being in the forest and the lush greenery and the different temperature changes by being the plants. But there's also um, Crystal Adonis in Arima does a plant course where they teach you how to go in the bush and find medicine. And this is all traditional, all Trinidad, so you will learn the different terms of it from a first people's perspective. So these are things that really ought to be democratized and not just held in silos so like when you're feeling ill you could go and get some vervine and you know treat it in a particular way and ingest it the way you're supposed to and feel better you know move away from uh, not you know diversify outside from ginger tea <laughs> you yeah. know but but you know things that your grandmother used to do long ago um doesn't you, you you could bring it back you yeah. know try to remember what are your own family histories i think i think that is something that we need to encourage people to do what are your family histories and customs document them talk to your oldest family members and try to you know make it make it back into your common practice it, it's interesting you bring that up because i had mentioned on the program recently that um you know when you're growing up you you you're exposed to a lot of different things. Times were different long time. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of subsistence that you had to do in mm -hmm. order to survive. Mm -hmm. And there's something now that I, well, in other parts of the world, they call it lemongrass. And, and here <laughs> at home, there's fever grass, you right. understand? And I was in the, we happened to have a big patch, two big patch in the yard. Yeah. So some afternoon, I was just like, you know, it's years me drink this thing. And I went and I cut a piece and I tie it up and I beat it up over and I make my lemongrass, my lemongrass tea, yes. fever grass tea. Yes. You would not believe how the first sip of that thing take me back in time. To, to a different time. And if was much, see, and you can use it in Thai curry. <laughs> see what I mean? And, and things like the, the, the cocoa that you grate to make the chocolate tea and, and something as simple as lime bud tea. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people have ever had that. That is amazing. <laughs> the condensed milk and that kind of thing you make it. And what? Hibiscus. Hi, I, hibiscus what? Tea. Yeah. The only thing I know about hibiscus is wine. I don't know about the tea. I really have never had that. And you but know, hibiscus and sorrel are related, which yeah. is why in Spanish, flor de, flor de jamaica or flor de jamaica, um, hibiscus is sorrel. It's the same thing. Um, they're, they're related because we know the hibiscus flower you're talking about is, is not... <laughs> it's, it's, it, it mixes up a lot of people, okay. but those plants are related. No, but it goes to show how we have so much that we can offer people. Yeah. This one trip Vietnam that I'm talking about, mm -hmm. that has they, they, they've done an amazing job at marketing Vietnam yeah. and, and all that happens. One of their tours, as, as ridiculous as this may sound, is taking people to someone's house mm -hmm. seven o'clock in the morning to see how they get up and make breakfast and cook lunch and 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 those tours are oversubscribed because people want to go they want to see and 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 they want to experience it well let's let's go back to the influencer thing right so um this year for carnival i wrote a story on um influencer carnivals right right and and how the uh, marketing carnivals as a as a subset of travel tra travel blogging um 
but going but but moving it in terms of food we've had um david been here he is a very popular youtube um food blogger mm -hmm. we had mark weens who's a very popular food blogger and you have a lot of smaller ones there's even a guy who d who does what they call drama channels on you on um youtube where he usually talks about pop pop culture bacchanal and i can't remember him he independent of himself because he reviewed um he has a mukbang drama channel and mukbang is when you go on youtube and you eat and people watch you eating it's it's very strange but um he ordered roti from a trinidadian restaurant in hollywood and he didn't like the food and he was calling it rotis so because as Trinidadians do, we went into the comments and thoroughly ponged him. He said, I was dragged, which is, you know, American slag for, slang for um, insulting. I was dragged all the way to Trinidad. He came here independent of himself and had a time. And he didn't do a lot of the tr typical things. He's like, I am a person who just likes to experience a culture. So I'm not necessarily going to go to the spots that all... That all that are only tourist spots. I'm just organically going to experience. And he was like, no, you all need to do a better job of promoting this country. It's amazing. There's also um, this African um, travel vlogger who is here. Um, is it Wodemayo? Wodemayo? Yeah. He's lovely because he's very much a pan-Africanist at heart. And right now he's enjoying his trip towards the region. He did a really lovely interview with this lady in Tobago who has um, archived a lot of Tobagonian folk songs. And he's like, wow, this sounds like stuff that I know from back home. Mm -hmm. So the I mean all of this to say what we aren't necessarily doing organically people are coming here and some of them are our people and showcasing it and I think I'm hoping that we will learn from those entrepreneurs on social media who are looking for content and coming here and finding that it's a content minefield you know it's the the potential that exists in this country for the entrepreneur Consistently. <laughs> it's 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 limitless yeah because I I I mean, I, I often speak about my days in television because those were some amazing times. Mm -hmm. Television allowed me to, you know, to do to, 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 to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I remember clearly, it was either 2006 or 2007, one, one out of those years, I loved working for Carnival. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it is I, by I far my favorite season. Yeah, and, and I remember there was a group of tourists. So you speak to them, mm -hmm. obviously. It was right on St. Vincent Street that I was mm -hmm. coming back to the studio and I just happened to bonk them up and I thought it would have been an interesting interview. So I put on the camera and I asked them about the experience here and one of the, the men mm -hmm. in the group asked, where can I go to learn to dance soca? Yeah. And, and that highlighted to me how badly packaged this thing is. Yeah. Because he had gone to Brazil. When you go to Brazil, watch me, they have the dunk that fine art and all. Yes, the they carry schools. you to learn to do the sound. And he expected it. he wanted yes. to learn where can I go to learn to play pan? Yeah. And we have not packaged that experience after yeah. how many years? Yeah. So that somebody sitting in some foreign land can say to themselves, I'm going to spend two weeks in Trinidad and Tobago and when I go, I'm sure that I am going to be able to experience all of these things. Yeah, I think I mean I do think It's an indictment against us. It it I think that falls into the promotion thing that I was I was talking about earlier. I mean, like I said, I'm of two minds with this being tailoring the thing too harmoniously for a tourist p 
product. Having said that, if you want to learn to play pan, you could go in the pan yard. But then, do they know how to access well, the pan yard? It's, it's, it's uh, no, like, I, I, I hear exactly what no, you're saying. It's like an all-exclusive experience correct, for them. Correct. That, they want I think, to be guided. I think that's and, an opportunity. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is. I think is. that's an opportunity there but, to, to create immersive, um, experiential um, op- trips to Trinidad and Tobago. And, you know, our discussion this morning showed that it doesn't have to be carnival. No, 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 no. Which it, is it, it could be so many different not, things did not start with carnival oh, even though it's my favorite but i have had completely immersive you know just soul fulfilling um experiences and i went to um oh my god what is this is the biggest outdoor play um you know exactly what i'm talking about I, i'm seeing the r name in front of me um that ugh. I, I don't know why. It's, we have too many things. We have too many things You lost me. But, but, you know, you you have to experience things in Trinidad. You have to go to Parman and listen to, to Paran. You have to go... Um, I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to upset me that I can't remember the name of this song. We'll have a part to don't worry yourself and you'll be able to write it on and come it, back. But we run out of time. I remembered it earlier yeah. in the show, you know, and it just went out my head, mm-hmm. you know. Because but the conversation has taken us all over the place. All over the place. That's the, yes. And I don't even think we... You, we, we didn't touch we the topic that we come to talk about. Yes, we didn't touch the brief, but but that's the problem with, with culture. Um, not that it's a problem. Well, we're fortunate that we have the culture that we we do and and i wanted to address a question that i asked you i wanted to answer it myself and say one of the problems in trinidad is that we think this thing that we do is easy it is not we are fortunate that we are very creative and culturally rich people but because we are here we think this is normal mm. i want to express to anybody listening we are not normal we are very very fortunate <laughs> super creative to a level that people from other places when they come here they are stunned because they can't believe the things that we are casual and a bit disrespectful yeah, about know, there's a synergy that needs to exist Correct. for us to, to, to tap into and harness and i speak about my visit to jamaica all the time mm-hmm. they have done that fine art you know yeah. when you take a taxi in the airport they don't know where they're carrying you for you to see to spend your little money for them to make them it's it's like a fine art. Yeah. We have not, be mainly because oil and gas has been a blessing and a curse. We yes. don't think we, do, we need these things. Yeah. But that's all the time that we have. Yeah. It is. Tuska sit on the back there wasn't like, well, when to go hush them out oh so gosh. I could go and sort myself out. It's been a really interesting discussion. We need to have more of these because yes. we need to open the eyes and ears of our population to all that, the, the possibilities that exist. Yeah, all the things that are happening and the fact that we need to have a little more respect for them. Yeah, that's where we have to leave it. So, thank you so much for being with us here thank this morning. Thank you for me. It, it, I, I, I think there's the beginning of, of a couple of discussions on yeah, how I'm, we move these things forward. I'm open. I'm open. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's where we drop the kids. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5.